Inspired Execution is a podcast featuring tech leaders from some of the world's largest enterprises and fastest-growing startups. Hosted by Datastax Chairman and CEO Chet Kapoor, each episode follows a leader's journey to scaling a massive business while inspiring their teams. Join us to learn about the experiences that have shaped them, challenges they've overcome, and the advice they'd give to their younger selves. Louise Uguina, Chief Digital Officer of Macquarie Group, has spent the last 25 years spearheading digital innovation in the banking industry. In this episode, Louise discusses how delivering the customer experience is a strong guiding and unifying force for global teams. You'll also learn about the duality of data, what makes it so powerful, why it can be dangerous if used incorrectly, and the importance of transparency. Louise, thank you very much for joining us. It is really exciting to have you here today. Thanks, Chet. Happy to be here. So you've been at Macquarie Group for almost six years and spent many years in the banking industry. Tell us about your journey. I have been in the banking industry for the last 25 years, always trying to change the way a financial industry works, especially because I think that there is nothing more personal than finance. If you see the way you are dealing every single day with your bank, you have many different interactions. Many of them are not something that you are really thinking, I'm going to be dealing with the bank. It's something that you are using your card, you are making a payment, I'm going to do this and all of that. And somehow over the last probably 50 years, the banking industry has been always trying to teach the customers how to speak banking, right? And I think that this is a wrong approach. So I think that the, 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 my personal journey in the banking industry has been how do we teach the banking industry the customer language? How do we interact with the customers in, a, in an easier way? How do we seamlessly integrate everything that we do as an industry in the normal customer life, right? So that has been my journey, a journey with highs and lows. I have learned a lot. The level of transformation and the level of change that the industry is having right now, it's absolutely unbelievable, right? And it's something that is like an exponential curve. So it's right now is every single year. And obviously now with the COVID-19 situation, it's something that is exponentially higher. But every single year, we are trying to redefine the way we are doing things in this industry. It is quite amazing. I love the way you talk about this. You know, I've always said when I was doing education at Google, I used to say that we don't learn the way we live. And I think you're taking a similar take, which is we should bank the way we live, right? And the banking industry is, uh, it, it'll be good if it learns to do that rather than teaching us how to bank the old way. Exactly. That's so real. So look, if, if you see my parents or the parents of my parents, so we, we as an industry, we have been teaching them how to do things for a long, long time, right? And I think that the new generations are not going to be so keen to learn a new language, to do something that, look, it's something that they, they will expect to be seamlessly integrated in everything that they do. You've worked for established banks. Some are forward-thinking, some weren't. What was hard? What did you have to overcome to actually deliver on this, you know, bank the way we live vision, right? There is something quite unique in the banking industry. There is nothing more digital than a bank. All the, the positions of the customer and the, the money that you have and all of those things are in a database, right? Are a, a, they are digital records. And uh, what happened is 
the big disconnection is while we are we are companies that our core is fully digital and everything that we are doing is moving bits and bytes every night and crossing the, the world to make sure that things are are happening we have an extremely analog customer experience, right? So we are still relying on really analog or old-fashioned approaches in the way we deliver our business. And obviously, we are a highly regulated industry and we have billions of different uh, areas that we need to obviously be complained with the, uh, with the regulators are expecting from us. But this is usually used as a very good excuse not to be moving forward. Right. And, and it's something that is quite unique. I haven't seen in many other industries. So one of the most difficult things that I have, uh, you know, I have been dealing with is how do you remove those myths from the culture of the company? At, at the end, it's amazing the amount of really good talent, the, the amazing engineers, the great ideas that you, I have seen in every single financial uh, company I have been working with. And those myths that say, oh, you know, we shouldn't be doing that because we never did before, or we tried that 35 years ago and didn't work. So all those myths, all those parts of the uh, underground company culture are probably the things that are more difficult to deal with. And, and to be honest, when you are doing transformation, transformation means friction. Friction, uh, it's something that obviously people are not keen to deal with, especially in, in well-established companies. So probably this mix of company myths and market myths, working in a fully digital environment where the culture uh, is more uh, traditional. I think that when you put all those things together, it's a mix that is usually difficult to deal with. But uh, to be honest, I have been you know, lucky to be working with really amazing people and really talented people that they were in the same wavelength on, hey, this is about transforming the way we are dealing with our customers and about delivering an amazing customer experience. Macquarie is well down its journey, right? And so if I was embarking on one or I was behind Macquarie, what would be your advice to me from a tips and tricks perspective? Things that you learned the hard way that if you had to go back, you would do them differently. Be more transparent about the things that you really need and try to push the limits or try to push the boundaries of the way the company works. In a, I would say at this point in an... Uh, um, in a, in a different way. So I, obviously, my background is, I'm from Spain, so my background is a quite European one. And when I mean European is, we are used to be more direct than the, uh, you know, in, in some other cultures. And then somehow this idea of, look, this is what needs to be done. And here you have the data that is going to pack everything that you are thinking. In the digital transformation, the examples that we have are usually quite specific or quite unique to some companies in this world. It's difficult to have good analytics on you know, what is working, what is not working. I think that some of the things that I will be doing differently or you know, I will say, Chet, if you are going to try again, those are the important things that you need to take in, into account is back your actions or back your proposals with a lot of data because there is an amazing amount of data out there. And this data, it's something that usually, you know, as soon as you are digging a little bit, you will start surfacing many different uh, inputs that says, oh, you know, this is the right, uh, the right way. And the second one is once you have the data and once you have all your ideas aligned with all the, the analysis that you have done is be really, really strong on sharing 
all those initiatives, all the data, all your learning with the rest of the company. So don't try to create a bucket of expertise where you are going to be transforming the world from a small team. Try to have everyone on board. You are going to have, obviously, people that will be reluctant to be taking the journey. But it's something that is happening. And it's not only happening in an enterprise, it's happening in our life, right? So things are moving very, very fast. And the more people you have on board, even if they are detractors of your idea, the better. Because don't forget that detractors are going to probably surface the gaps of your ideas and your plans. And usually they are going to give you a better viewpoint of what needs to be done rather than the people that you know blindly follow you because you are delivering great ideas. The key takeaways there are make sure you're transparent, make sure you're data focused, make sure you bring everybody along for the journey, even the people who may not look completely agreeable, but because you may be learning something from them. Success is your worst enemy. I have learned more from the people that were not fully aligned with me. The worst thing that can happen when you are trying to transform the culture of a company is just having everyone fully aligned. Because then you don't have those areas where someone is telling you, have you thought on this or have you thought on that? Some people are not going to be telling you directly, but they are going to be confronting your ideas. And this is gold. I was there when you recently said uh, data is the new plutonium. Extremely powerful if used correctly. If used incorrectly, it'll blow up in your face. For our audience, could you give us a little perspective on what you mean? I have been reading for many, many years now, uh, data is the new oil. I, I think that is a really powerful uh, statement. The reason why I say uh, data is not the new oil, is the new plutonium, is because I have seen many, many different times in many, many different companies how, you know, accessing the raw data, you can transform this data in wherever you want, right? So the data can take whatever story you want to tell. And this is the real danger of the data. At the end, the companies, especially the financial industry, we have a massive amount of information that we can use in order to provide a much better customer experience to deliver better products to our customers, or we can even make you know our customers' life much, much easier because the, the more we understand how our customers behave and what they need, we will be able to deliver much better or tailor-made products. But the problem is we are also using the data in order to make business decisions. The data is just data. So it's something that is completely raw. And in the way you create the data, you can have the proper answer or something that is completely, uh, you know, uh, wrong, right? And then what I have seen is, as happened in the year 2000s, uh, where uh, internet appeared, and suddenly we had a massive explosion on people, experts on the digital space and engineers, specialists in the, in the digital space. And obviously, the biggest challenge that we have is when you move into the data space and you are going to make decisions that are going to somehow affect the whole companies or huge enterprises are going to start making decisions based, based on data. So we need, you need to have two really important things. So the first one is a backend system, you know, a technology that is able to uh, provide the data in the proper way. And as soon as it happens, right? And uh, dealing with data in terms of the complexity or what is dangerous is if you don't have the proper access to the data or you have many people accessing the data and, and being able to start crunching the data in different ways, obviously is dangerous because uh, data is one of the biggest assets that we have. But the second one is 
when you are curating all the data and you are putting the data on a dashboard, you need to be an expert. You need to know what you are doing and you need to be able to not only only delivering beautiful charts, you need to deliver insights. And I have seen that this is one of the biggest uh, weaknesses that we have in the industry. We are really keen to be delivering a massive amount of data, thinking that, oh, the customer will be able to understand. And, and this is not the right approach. So we should be able to deliver insights, not only to the customers, but also to an internal staff and also to the people that are, are leading the, the companies. And I think that at this point, we have a huge amount of uh, noise in that space. And, uh, and sometimes I have seen companies making really, really bad decisions based on beautiful charts that are telling a wrong story. We're all going through some very interesting times right now. What are some uh, tips and tricks that you're using to inspire and motivate teams? Now more than ever, we need to have you know the teams really, really understanding why we are here, why we are doing our business, right? And obviously, you know, we that are in the way we work in the in the pure agile approach that we work, we are working all together. Now is more important than ever just to share with them the proper story. And what I mean the proper story is why we are here and what is our mission and our vision. Especially because uh, nowadays we have moved from working everyone at the same place physically into every single one working from home almost in, in a week time, right? So what I have seen is every single engineer, every single business person, they need to make decisions on a daily basis. And, and usually when they need to make the decision, they are going to be on a crossroads. Is do I take the right path or do I take the, 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 the left one, right? So if they have no background of why we are doing things, it's basically a, a random decision. Is oh, I'm going to take right or left based on my gut feels. So what I have found is when we are able to deliver our back, the backgrounds and, and the vision and the mission and why we are doing the things and what is important and what is not so important, the people are super smart. And like people are super smart, they are usually 90% of the times they are taking the right decision. I was discussing a couple of days with my family and is one of the things that we have transformed in the last six months is I think that we are like somehow losing this 3D view of the world. Everything is flat because everything is happening through a screen and uh, all those things that we were doing where I'm going to be meeting with my colleagues uh, in a 3D world now is flat and is one-to-one almost. Uh, when I was going into the supermarket, I'm not going anymore and I'm doing online. So if you think, Ted, uh, how we have flattened the world in terms of everything is now happening above the, the glass, from the screen to the outside, things are happening. How do you maintain the teams cohesive and doing things in a proper way and, and are uh, engaged and are happy and are excited about the things. So the first one is information, you know, sharing the proper information, sharing the proper vision, sharing the proper mission. And the second one is something that I have uh, learned, especially in my last six years at Macquarie is technology. It's a massive enabler for team cohesion. Obviously, the engineers, they want to be working on good technologies that are able to unlock all the ideas and all the potential that they have, but also business. Usually the traditional conversation in a business technology meeting is, oh, you know, I want to do this. And you are telling me that your technology is not prepared, right? So what I have found is working with the proper technology, especially in the digital stack, what is delivering the customer experience uh, to our customers is critical. 
is critical because it's going to make happy every single uh, part of the value chain. It's going to make happy the engineers. It's going to make happy the business people. It's going to make happy the ops people that are critical in making sure that we are working in a well-oiled machine. It's going to make happy all the visionaries that we have in the company. It's like a universal enabler for happiness. Who inspires you? I don't have one single reference. I love to read and I love to be challenging myself every single day. I think that is more, you know, I'm like a Frankenstein of uh, different learnings from many different people. So I ha I'm in a constant battle about my gut feels and, and, you know, all the inputs that I'm perceiving from the outside. So I would say that I'm a, like a collage of super smart people out there where uh, I'm learning every single day. And somehow I try to apply this way of thinking to everything that I do. So in the same way that as a professional, I cannot tell you, oh, check, look, this is the bank or the financial institution that I want to be like them. So I think that I love many different things from many, many of them. And I think that the, you know, a unique proposition should be collecting all the different great ideas and being able to deliver in a cohesive and, and seamless way into our customers. What would you share with a younger version of yourself? Follow your gut feels. Be brave. Sometimes be less polite and deliver and fight for the things that you really believe, right? So it's more like a, don't try to sugarcoat the reality. Uh, even when you are going to be speaking with people probably with a lot of experience and more experience than you and, um, and with a massive amount of capacity to change the world. Try to challenge everyone if you are, you know, if you really believe in, in, in what you think. So I will tell this uh, young Luis is be brave and tell what you think always. The point you make is, you know, go with your gut feel. But, you know, having a point of view and having a passionate point of view and communicating it and articulating that clearly is something that I think we can all tell a younger version of ourselves, right? And it, it requires you to be intellectually honest with yourself, but also it requires you to be brave, like you said. And it is okay to be wrong, but just because you could be wrong doesn't mean you shouldn't have a passionate point of view. Is that fair? Very, very fair. And especially nowadays where we have better prepared people and talent that every every single day is younger because obviously access to technology and access to all those capabilities every day is is easier right so when when you and i were young having access to those kind of things you were a privileged uh, person having access to those capabilities right but now uh, you don't need to go to the uni in order to be uh, a super talented engineer and we have people that they, they know more uh, because they have been since five years old working with technology, with all the hierarchies and all the levels and, 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 and all the fancy roles. They usually, you know, get flattened into, oh, I'm not going to be saying that because I'm speaking with someone that is 65 levels above me. So you have a passionate, uh, you know, a, a passion and, and you have a really strong opinion. This is the way we transform companies, to be honest. Louise, this has been phenomenal. Um, really, really appreciate the time. This was, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right, take care. Data is incredibly powerful, but it's also dangerous. So make sure you're intentional about the way you use and share information. As you embark on the journey to transformation, remember Louise's tips. Be transparent, be data-focused, 
and bring everybody along with you, including those who challenge your perspective. Finally, keep the customer at the center of your mission. Delivering the best user experience is a driving and unifying force during times of change. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Inspired Execution Podcast, hosted by Chairman and CEO of Datastax, Chet Kapoor. We have many more guests and amazing stories to come, so stay tuned. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the series to be notified when a new episode is released. And for Apple Podcast listeners, please rate and review the show to help give it a wider reach to listeners such as yourself. And feel free to drop us any questions or feedback at inspiredexecution at datastacks.com.